Well, we are in our part four of spiritual warfare. This will conclude. Um, it's going to wrap this up because this is part four, and we got a new series for next month. And also, we honor. We also um, the the world says Easter, but we says it's resurrection on April twenty first. So we're going to be celebrating and rejoicing the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day. So. Let's go before God in prayer. Father, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. We do thank you, Lord God, for your time and your word. We thank you, Lord God, for this teaching series that you put on my heart for the month of March, spiritual warfare. We understand, Lord God, that we are under attacks. The attacks come from the enemy, Lord God. We know that you come to bless us. And God, we just thank you, Lord God, as we continue to go forth in the things of God, that you continue to bless us coming in and going out. We thank you, Lord God, that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and about not beneath, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our provider. You provide everything for us, Father God. We thank you for restoration. We thank you, Father God, for restoring us, Father, and giving us the strength to do the things that we need to do, Father. And we understand, Father God, that we cannot do anything in our own strength, Father. We, wanna, we understand, Father God, our help comes from you, and we give you the praise. We thank you, Lord God, for the people that are coming, Father God. We understand that some, some people are still going to the school, but we want to thank you, Father God. They, they will be re redirected here so at, the, at this location that we're at now, Father, and we do thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so part four of spiritual warfare, and we all understand that spiritual warfare is a concept of fighting against the works of evil forces. And it is based on the biblical beliefs and evil spirits or demons that are said to invade in the human affairs in various ways. And we understand that we are in the middle of a battlefield. Every time I turn the news on, I see something new. I'm like, wow. You know, um, just recently, I think it was a fifth grader. She wasn't involved in the fight in the classroom. But she later died. She wasn't involved in the fight. I saw this on the news. She was not involved in the fight in the classroom. She was transported to the hospital, and later she died. And I just saw um, it was a JSO recruit. I think he was going through trainer or something like that. And he died before he even had before um, he even had a job, got a job with JSO. So this is what we're under. And I, we are, I've been talking to some folks and we are in spiritual warfare with our own bodies. Okay, I was talking to this lady, she said, I had a stroke. So you had a stroke? She said, yes, I had a stroke because why? She doesn't drink water. She said, oh, well, I drink Coca-Cola and the doctor said, that's the reason why you haven't, that's why you had the stroke, because she was not drinking enough water in her system. And her system, and her body was crying out for water, but she refused to give her body water. So 
She said, I was drinking Coca-Colas. That's how I had a stroke. So we are in a spiritual warfare with our bodies. Um, things that we're eating and drinking, you, you may think it's good. It's not good. It's bad. It can harm you. You know, so that's why certain things I took out of my diet. And do I miss it? No. I do not miss it at all. So part four, spiritual warfare. Um, and we know our focal scripture is Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. I'm going to read it from the King James. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we, but against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that's something that we are... Um, we have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We have to put on the whole armor of God. And we cannot go in the battlefield and we're not prepared. So you got to have your armor on. Even when you see the SWAT team, you see they have on, they have on a helmet. They have on a bulletproof, a bulletproof vest. You know, they're going prepared, you know. And they always in, in, in constant contact with the sergeant or whoever's in charge of the whole operation. So they're always prepared, even when uh, people enlist into the armed forces, whether it's the Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines, they go through boot camp. So when they're deployed, they are prepared to fight in battle. So that's, we need to be prepared to fight in battle. And one of the points I'm going to get to today is the power of the word. There is power by reading the word of God. And there's power in prayer. And the basic to the victory of believers over Satan, the flesh of the world, is absolute truth of the word and its doctrine. There has never been a time when the soundness of solid biblical doctrine was more critical than now. And this is why. For the time we come, when men will not put up the sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And First Timothy chapter four, verses one through four, and starting with verse one, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Verse 2. Preaching the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up to themselves teachers. And verse 4, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside. You know, and that's, um, we have to be very conscious of that because we need to know the word. You know, you need to know the word of God for yourself because there's power in the word. Because you're going to have people in other denominations like, uh, let's, let's, let's just say the Jehovah Witness. 
Okay, they're not reading the same. They're not reading the same Bible. I don't know what they're reading because it's totally different. So when they come up to you, you say, "Well, no, that's that's no, that's not the Word of God." Even when a Muslim person come up to you, you get you need to know the Word of God. Say, "Well, no, no, that's not the Word of God." The Word of God says this. Now, if you don't know the whole verse, you can always paraphrase, which is good because sometimes you don't know the whole verse. But in in certain situations, you may uh, there. There's, there's times where, with me, in certain situations where I thought I forgot certain scriptures and they just come up and say, oh, wow, I didn't know that was in me. So that's why we have to know the word of God for ourselves. And one thing, one thing that people need to stop doing, they need to stop church hopping. You cannot grow in God if you're going from one church to the next. Because you need to be stable because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you have to be stable in order for God to grow in you. You know, and that's why that's why it's important to get into a word teaching church. You know, some you need to get into a word teaching church. Yeah, I understand you visit in different churches and things like that. Yes, but you also need to pray and ask God, okay, God. Where you want me to go? Which church you want me to go to? Because I need to be stable. As the head of the household, you got to be stable. You got to be somewhere where you have fed the word of God, where you, where people of God will pray with you and love with you, not condemn you and criticize you. But they're still going to attack you because in spiritual warfare, they're seeing how God is blessing you, but they're not seeing how God is blessing them. So they're still going to try and attack you. That's just how it is. <clears throat> because we still have to pray, we still have to fast, and we still need to walk in faith every day, you know. And point number two, reading and studying the word. If you're tired of reading, one thing you should never get tired of reading is the word of God. I understand, you know, we're in classes and stuff like I'm in a class and I'm like, I'm just getting tired of reading. You know, the chapter, the chapter I'm reading is about 45 pages long. So I'm like, Lord, I'm like, I get tired of reading it, but I don't get tired of reading the word of God. So reading and studying the word of God, too tired to read the word, ask the spirit to give you endurance and alertness. Confess about where to begin. No, I'm sorry. Confused about where to begin. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you into a course of reading and studying the Word of God. So if you open your Bible, you don't know where to read, just ask God, ask the Holy Spirit. He probably say, hey, start at Psalms chapter 1. I love the, books of, I love the book of Psalms. That's, that's Personally, that's just me. And don't understand a, if you don't understand a difficult passage, ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Spirit of God to open your mind and heart that you might understand. As you keep reading the Bible, you will keep growing in his understanding. So the more you read, the more you read the word of God, the more you're going to grow, the more you're going to understand the word of God. In John, John chapter 1, verse number 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, a, he was in the beginning with God. 
And all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. So that's, you know, that's in the beginning was the word. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. In the beginning was the word. Even though God told them not to eat of the tree of good and evil, which they did, you know, and we have to make sure that we read in the word, we're studying the word. We have different, there are different translations. So if you don't understand it in the King James, you have the New King James, you have the Living, you have the NIV, you have the Amplified. That can, base, that can break it down to where you can understand it. And if you don't understand that scripture, just ask God, and God will give you the revelation of that scripture, what it really means. And we, we have to rememberize the word of God at all times. If you're not rememberizing the word, this is how Satan will trip you, trip, trip us by placing us in everyday annoying circumstances that will build from little molehills into impossible to overcome mountains. The word in our hearts and minds, deep spiritual foundations begin to build within us. Through rememberizing Texas, each temptation can be met with a verse that diffuses the confusion and clears our minds. Each fiery dark is quenched by the inward store of truth. So we have to know the truth. We have to know the word of God. We have to know the truth and we have to know the word of God because we have to rememberize verses. We have to memorize scriptures in our hearts. Any situation, you know, we have to, um, even when you minister to somebody or witness to somebody, you need to know the scriptures. Or, or do you know, well, what does John 3.16 mean? Well, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we, we got that part. So what else? You know, they want you to, when you witness to somebody, okay, we're up here. So we have to come down to where they are in order to witness to them so they can understand what we're saying. And part of spiritual warfare is when you're witnessing, you're going to have people come to you, I don't want to hear that. I don't believe in God. I don't want to hear that. I've been to church before. Da-da-da, da-da-da. I'm, you know. I don't want to do that no more. I've been there. I was in the church, and the pastor was sleeping with the secretary. Uh-uh, no. So that's why we have to come down to their level. Which, what, what, this is what I was taught growing up. They said, you, all, you up here, so you need to come down to their level so they can understand where you're coming from. And so they can, you know, grab hold and say, okay, this is what they're saying. Oh, so I never... I never thought, uh, I never, it was never explained to me in that way. So we have to always rememberize the word of God in our hearts. You know, you know, you have to, you have to eat, sleep, drink the word of God. That's what we have to do. You have to eat, drink the word of God. 
every day because even uh, even even dealing with people on these secular jobs, yes, you need God. Because we, we all know that some of those people on our sec- that work secular jobs, you really want to knock them down, but you can't. You know, and you're like, Lord, I need deliverance in that part. I need deliverance. So, deliverance. Deliverance. So, deliverance means by which someone will possess, who is possessed of a demon, evil spirit, is delivered or set free from bondage of the disobedient spirit. So, we've seen people get delivered right in church. We've seen people get delivered right in church. Whatever they're dealing with, they got delivered. And we all under, we all know that part of being delivered is say, listen, you know, you got to accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. If you want help, you want to be free from bondage, you want to be free from drugs, you want to be free from alcohol, you want to be free from mental health issues. You know, this deliverance, that's where deliverance takes place. So, you want God to live, deliver you from whatever you're dealing with? This is the place. You know, don't, don't ever, ever, ever deny help. God is, to, God is here to so God is say, listen, I'm here to help you. I really want to help you get delivered from this. And 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse number 45 says this. But the people said to Saul, shall Jonathan die? Who has accomplished a great deliverance in Israel? Certainly not. As the Lord lives, not one hair of his head shall fall to the ground, for he shall work with God this day. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he did not die. So also deliverance means somebody's being rescued. Somebody's being rescued. A a child is trapped somewhere in a house or something. That's deliverance. You know, you're being rescued. God is here to rescue you, you know. And we have to get deliverance. And deliverance to come in any form of any ways. So if you had a family gathering and you know this person is borderline diabetic, and you tell them, say, listen, um, just be careful what you eat. I don't think you should be drinking any sodas. I don't think you should be eating any sweets because you're diabetic. Anybody else that you know that's um, taking blood pressure pills? Listen, that food there has salt in it, so I don't think you should be eating that. So deliverance could, become, deliverance could come in any kind of way, whether it's food, um, how you treat people. Well, some people need deliverance in how they, how they treat people, especially in church. And family members need deliverance, how they treat people. And the reason why they're going through some of the things they're going through is because they are treating people wrong. Why am I always going through this? Why is this always happening? I just got the car fixed two weeks ago. Now it's down again. I say, hmm, I wonder what you're doing. How you treating people? You know, oh, what's going on? I can't, every time I get a car, Every time I get a car, it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 I get a car and then six, seven months later, the people come pick it up. I say, well, 
what are you doing? How are you treating people? How are you treating people? I understand we all, I understand you get in a, a financial situation. So that's when you need to call your, you need to call your creditors and people and, and whoever financing your car say, listen, um, um, my, my job laid me off or they cut back or whatever the case may be. So um, I want to know what can I do as uh, far as my payment wise? Can I refinance and bring the payments down? You know, your deliverance can come and by you talking to your creditors, God will start speaking to them and say, okay, this, sir, madam, that's what we can do. Okay. We'll take these three payments. We put it on the back on the end of the loan. So now at the end of the loan, you know, you owe us, it'll be three extra months. Okay. But in order to get this process started, what you need to do is you need to send us, you need to uh, uh, send us $350 or whatever the case may be. We're going to email you some paperwork that you need to fill out and send back with us. And also we're going to send you some information so that we can get the money from you. Simple as that. That's all you need to do. That is all you need to do. And you'll find out, hey, listen, God, it's like, whoo, you're like, that's a heavy weight off your shoulders. You don't have to worry about it no more. You have a car to go to work, and you're thanking God for deliverance. Even though this is a spiritual warfare, we understand that the devil is out to attack us in every way, left, right, front, back, up, down. It doesn't matter. He's going to try and attack us. But we have to stand on the word of God no matter what. We got to stand. We have to stand on the word of God no matter what. You know, have you done, have you done everything that you can do? You stand on the word of God at all times. Don't let anyone, you, you're going to have people that come to you, uh, even though with, with the spiritual warfare, you're going to have people come to you with negative stuff. You listen, I don't have time for that. You look at your phone and say, I don't have time for her. Listen, I need God. I need some answers. I'm going through this. There are people out there attacking me for no reason. They're attacking me on my job. I got family members attacking me. I got the neighbor to my left attacking me, my neighbor to the right attacking me. And, and you do, you just simply doing what God has called you to do. You know, God had already set up, say, listen, go down to the dealership and get that, um, that Mercedes you had your eye on for the last six months. Go ahead. I got you. Go down there. They take your car. They give you more than what it's worth. You're like, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Your payments are the same. You're like, well, hallelujah. Then they get mad at you. You pull in the driveway. What's she doing with that car? Why? <clears throat> years and years ago, people got upset when this lady um, got a Mercedes. I'm like, hey, I'm happy for you. I'm like, can I ride in it? I'm like, Take me around the block. That's all. You know, people got upset because she got she got a Mercedes. You know, and that's 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 part of spiritual warfare because people are going to attack you. And the thing about it is, in spiritual warfare, you're going to find people that are going to be very jealous of you, and then their pride, their pride is going to eat them up because. Instead of them being jealous and upset, they need to come and ask you, say, okay, so what are you doing that God has blessed you with all this? And I'm trying to get all this. I mean, you know, what are you doing? Well, number one, 
Number one is the Bible said bring all tithes and offer to the storehouse. So I bring my tithes and offer to the storehouse. I said, mm, okay. And when God tell me to sow, I sow. So when God is telling you to sow a certain amount of money, that means he's trying to get something to you. It may not be in money. He may just, listen, okay, okay, they sold this amount. Go back and apply for the house that you've been looking at. Well, they told you no the first time. They're going to tell you, they're going to tell you yes this time. And you go back and you apply for the house. And they, they call you a couple days later and say, you've been approved. You're like, wow. So this is not the time to not tithe. This is not the time to do that. Spiritual warfare, this is not the time. This is not the time to, well, I'll go to church when I feel like it. Or, or I'll read my Bible when I feel like it. Or I'll pray when I need to, when I feel like it. No, this is not the time to stop reading the word. This is not the time to stop going to church. You need to continue to go to church it, because you don't know what door God is going to open up for you. If one door closes, you can rest assured that God is going to open up two or three more doors for you. Well, I applied for that job, but nothing. They never called me back, but I got the three other jobs called me in for an interview and offered me a job. But then the first one I, I applied for, now they're trying to call me for an interview. So now this is where you go and pray and say, okay, God, now I got four offers. I got a possible five. So which job you want me to take? And whatever God, whatever job God tell you to take, that is the one you take. And I was in certain situations where I was looking for work and stuff like this, and I knew I was going to get, I knew I got the job. I knew I got the job before they even offered it to me. So I was waiting on another person to come out for an interview. I was like, man, come on out, man. You, go, go. go. This, this, this is mine. This is my job. This is my job. Because it's already been confirmed to me. It's like, yeah, it was like a confirmation in my spirit. Okay, this is my job. Went for the interview. Did good. I did really good. And then I think a day or two later, the supervisor called me and said, you want the job? Even though it was a part-time, I said, yeah, I'll take it. And then, not too long after that, uh, after I got the job, and then a week or two late, two, a week or two weeks later, he offered me a full-time position. So I know this had to be God. In the midst of all that, what was going on where I needed a job and going through the spiritual warfare, looking for work, looking for work, God opened up that door for me. Even though I was working a, a full-time job someplace else, but I was working that one. I worked, two, I worked two jobs, ooh, a good maybe three months, three months. And um, once I got that, once um, that full-time job came available, I told the other supervisor, I said, listen, um, I got another job, da-da-da. You know, <clears throat> Friday's my last day. He's like, well, if I get you more money, would you stay? I'm like, you can't get me more money. You can't. You can't get me more money. Let's see. And I was gone because I was looking at the benefits of working with the government. I said, oh, yeah, 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 these are good. Oh, yeah, these are real good benefits. I like this. So that's how God did that. 
And through the midst of all that, one thing I never did, I never stopped tithing. I continue to tithe. So what worked for me, worked for me. So when my check got to the bank, I went and withdrew my month, my tithes, and I told my wife, okay, you can pay whatever you want to pay. God get his first. That's how it works in spiritual warfare. God gets his first, no matter what. Well, I got to pay so-and-so. No. Before you pay any bill, before you even put, I got to the point to where, like, listen, before I even put gas in the car, God get his first. Then I'll pay what I need to pay. And I've seen that with the whole uh, job situation, i just seen God just really took my check, check, it looked, it looked this small, it looked like this here, but God intervened and he came in and that check, it's like that check was extended like another two weeks. I'm like, wow, okay, hmm, all right, all right. That's, that's, that's how it works in spiritual warfare. Some things you just you need God. So don't stop reading the word of God. Don't stop praying. If you need to go in your prayer closet, continue to go in your prayer closet until you get an answer. Once you get an answer from God, God give you the green light. God say, okay, go. Go ahead and proceed with that. That means he has everything already set up for you. So you don't have to worry about trying to figure out, okay, okay, okay I'm going in here. I'm going in here. I'm going in here. Okay, God, you told me to go in here. You told me to apply for this job. You told me to go ahead and put the application in for this house. You told me to go to this such and such dealership. Okay, all right, God. You understand, God, that they laid me off, and, and, and I, need to go, I need to go to the ER and, and, and get, some, get something done. You know, something, my body ain't feeling right, so I need to go to the ER. So I'm trusting you, God, to, to handle all this for me because you know what's going on. God say, go, you go. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about a thing because everything is in God's hands. Amen? It's in, it's, it's in, it's in his hands, and God will God take better care of us than we take care of ourselves. And I can tell you that for a fact. He does. He take better care of us than we take care of ourselves. So I am happy to be a child of God. I'm happy to be in the kingdom. I'm happy to be in the, ar in the army of God because I know I'm going to be taken care of no matter what comes my way. God is going to take care of me. He's going to look out for me. He's not going to let anybody harm me or hurt me any kind of way. So that's why we have to be alert on everything in spiritual warfare. We have to be alert. You can't let your guard down. Just like if you go in the, in the battlefield, you cannot let your guard, if you let your guard down, they will take you out. They say, what happened? Well, we told him it was a landmine over there, but he still went, and he stepped on that landmine. We told him somebody was around the vehicle messing around, say, don't, we don't want nobody to go around the vehicle until we had a chance to check it out because they could have placed something on that vehicle as soon as you touch the handle or get ready to open that door, it explodes. So that's why we have to be alert at all times. I'm always alert. No, no matter what I'm doing or where I'm going, it's like I'm alert. So we have to make sure that in this spiritual warfare that we stay alert 
and we be alert at all times. Amen.